Hello, and this is Gabriel, and welcome to Spires of Conquest. So, in this first episode, I'll be introducing myself and talking about my experience with the game so far. This is a podcast for beginners of Conquest, Last Argument of Kings and First Blood, by beginners of Conquest, The Last Argument of Kings and First Blood. So, without further ado, let's get started. So, a little background. I've been playing war games since I was about eight years old, and I've played a few different ones. So, off and on I've been playing. I played the big ones, I played some smaller ones, and yeah. I'm not going to name any right now, because this is about conquest. So, what drew me to conquest? So a few years ago, when I saw that it was coming out, I saw the two first factions for the game. The Hundred Kingdoms and the Spires. Now, I initially thought the Spires look amazing. And then they got kept getting cooler and cooler models and stuff over the course of the years. A few years it's been out. But then I didn't get any models because I had other hobbies and such. Not enough funds. And then when I was at a store for another war game a few odd months ago, some odd months ago, I picked up the Spire's Faction Taster. Opened it and then didn't build any of the models inside of it. Then about a month ago, I went upstate to upstate New York to pick up because the store up there had still had the Spires vs. Hunter Kingdoms two player starter set. And I snatched that baby right up. And yeah. Tried to put it together. Still figuring out the best glue to use, but eh, work in progress. But then I went last Friday to the same store I picked up the two-player star set from. And the community there is so amazing. One member of the community had a bunch of spires that they were going to sell. And they gave me a bunch of, like, rank and flank squat regiments of it for free. Force crown drones, fruit drones, marksman clones, vanguard clones, an abomination. I also did buy a biomancer from them. But, yeah, that was incredibly nice. Super nice thing to do. And I'm a new player, so, I mean, it meant a lot. Because this is the faction that drew me into the game, and it was really nice. So that's why I was inspired to start this podcast, to, you know, try and give back to the community a little. Anyway, so, let's see. I played two game demo games so far of Last Argument of King's Conquest, the rank-and-flank version of the game. And they were incredibly fun. 
The second one that is still fresh in my mind, and it was super close. It was down to my Pharomancer and squad of Force Grown Regiment of Force Grown Drones versus my opponent's Ugers. And let's just say it didn't go well for me. But considering it was just down to those two and we were doing a thousand points, that was a really exciting game. I was so it was like could have gone either way. I if I maneuvered better, I probably would have had a better chance, but I'm still learning the game and I'm not really used to games where on square bases, so but I'll learn and it'll be great. Anyway, so, yeah, my plan now is to build the rest of the models I have yet to build, paint and base all the minis I can, so I have a thousand point army ready to go for a tournament in New Jersey in May. That's the goal currently. So, expect more info about my progress on this goal in further episodes before the week of May 20th. So, yeah. And let's see. So, what do I think about the game so far? So far, it's incredibly fun. I really like how it's, you need low numbers to succeed, not high numbers. That makes it really unique. And the whole concept of the command stack, so good. So let me start with that, the command stack. At the beginning of each round, you and your opponent secretly stack these cards in a deck. Like, or order them. And then that's the order your regiments will activate. It is genius, simple, and just amazing. It adds a whole strategic depth, and it's just, and if you have more cards in your stack than your opponent, they actually get a modifier or they can use on the die roll to see who goes first that round. So they can either increase it by one or lower it by one, either of your rolls. So like, say I roll a five, they roll five, now, they can lower theirs to a four, and they'll get to go first. Or they could raise mine to a six, and they get to go first. Either way. Or let's say I roll a four, they roll a five. They can then raise my roll to a five, and we'll have to re-roll. It's so awesome. Makes for such strategic choices. I love it. Okay. Now, what do I like about the Spires? I mean, they're aliens in a fantasy setting. What's not to love? And they're made in such a way that they don't just overwhelm all the other factions. They're also responsible for some of the other factions, which is insane. And I love it. So, yeah. I just... This game has so much to love about it and so tactically sound and oh my god I could gush about it all day but you don't want to hear me gush about it let's talk about more of my experiences 
of the game. So, yeah, you positioning matters immensely. Be, like you have to reform as an action when your regiments can your regiments can make you just to turn around costs a whole action. So it's positioning is key. And like if you go up against their flank, you get a benefit. Now I don't remember what that benefit is because that that hasn't didn't happen in my last game, and I'm still learning the rules. So yeah, but I do know you get a benefit, and they get it. Obviously, it's bad for them. Anyway, also, you each regiments can use two actions in their activations. The only activate action you can use twice is march. So like you could march then charge or, or charge then clash. Clashing means to attack. So yeah, it's really cool. Then there is Let's see. The models. Let's talk about what I think about the models. Okay, so I think these miniatures are incredible. Now, compared to other games, right out of the gate, they're just incredible. Once you put them together, they're they're so highly detailed and they're getting better over the years. It's really good. And the spires have this giant monster that looks horrifying and like sort of like a giant ant with a face on it. Oh, I love it. And lore-wise, it's actually a punishment to get put in one of those. So, <laughs> behave. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Hundred Kingdoms have knights. They're like the generic fantasy human faction, except... They're not actually that generic. That's the thing about this game. None of the factions in this game feel generic. Like you got Dwegholm, which are basically angry dwarves, but with cannon, fire can, magma cannons, and inferno automata. And they have a mount. Their lore is that they were originally made as a slave race for the dragons and then they rose up and killed the dragons and freed themselves it is so cool so cool and yeah they they also have a deep hatred for the spires from what i understand which makes sense uh yeah did i mention that they have enslaved the lesser dragons the drakes so now they have so, like, they have one of these miniatures for this. I say miniature, but it's actually pretty big. Is the Hellbringer Drake. It has two cannons attached to its back, and it, the there's a Dwegholm riding it. It is so cool. Then you got your, like, orcs that ride dinosaurs. What's not to love? It's dinosaurs and orcs. What's, seriously. Then you have your Vikings, the Nords, with like giants and 
ogres and trolls. That's so cool. Then you have your undead Romans, the old Dominion, which is like lore-wise, they're they're what was the humanity's greatest height was, and then they returned from the grave, basically because after the fall. It's a long story, but I'm sure I'll get into it at some point when we talk live. Anyway, now, then the newest faction are the city-states. They're like, they, Lord Rice, they picked up the knowledge from the Old Dominion after their fall, and they were the best off after the fall. And... They're basically Romans with Minotaurs, warriors, and like soldiers, phalanxes. It's really cool. I mean, they all have soldiers, but yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. But then, that's all the factions there are right now. And I think when they release a narrative way to, like a narrative campaign system for this game, it's gonna be so awesome. I just can't wait for that to happen. They had one, but it's pretty outdated now. It was it was made when the Wadroon were pretty new, so it's pretty old. There's been two factions since then, so yeah. There are seven factions in the game currently just to be clear. And yeah, there's a lot to love about this game. The miniatures are amazing. You, There's a bunch of YouTubers and such that have codes you can, you, like affiliate codes you can use to get 10% off your entire purchase at Parabellum, which is the company that makes its website at their web store so like that's really good and the prices aren't that bad in the first place and when we get and starter set wise their starter sets are amazing so every one player starter set can be played with right out of the box like there's nothing that you can't use when you buy one like in Last Argument of Kings, when you're army building, you need to have a character for, and then you like attach regiments to that character, but regiments are split into mainstay and restricted character by character basis. So like for Spires, let's say I wanna bring my Pharomancer. They can, Mainstay-wise, they can bring, like, force-grown drones and such. And then restricted-wise, they have, like, brute drones and abomination. But the catch is you can only have one restricted per every mainstay in that, like, warband for that character. So, like, and you can only have four regiments attached to that char- each character. So in total, you can only have up to two restricted because then you have to have two mainstay. So yeah, it's pretty 
list building is very interesting in this game. And yeah, I'm this game so good. I highly recommend it. And anyone who was on the fence about giving it a try, give it a try. They also have First Blood, which is the skirmish version. I've been mostly talking about the rank and flank version of the game, the square bases. The thing is, all these minis, you can, they're actually on circle bases that you insert into these stands that hold them. So like you can take them, the them on the circle bases off the stands and then use them in the skirmish version of the game, first blood. So you basically get two games with one miniature collection. It is so good. And I haven't played First Blood yet, but I would love to at some point. Yeah, so let's see. That's about all I have to say today. So thanks for listening and Hope you'll come back for episode two. This has been Spires of Conquest. Thanks. Bye.